0: This is Neil Erwitz, the Director of External Relations here at the Center for New American Security. I'm here today with Stephen Tankel, talking about uh, his recent trip to Afghanistan and Pakistan, a region that has been in the news just a little bit for some reason. Steve, thanks for coming in and talking to us. Neil, thank you very much for having me. It's good to be back.
1: Um, so you were in Islamabad and Kabul. What did you learn while you were there? Uh, well, in Islamabad, um, one of the things that comes through very clearly is that the space for cooperation between our two countries is shrinking. Uh, and certainly some of, I think, the lighter coercive measures that we've considered to try to get Pakistan to change its behavior with regarding uh, hosting the Taliban and providing them in the Haqqani sanctuary and support, unlikely to really move them off the dime. Uh, in, in Kabul. Um, you know, there's a lot of people waiting to find out what it is uh, that we're going to be doing in terms of our strategy. Um, and quite frankly, uh, there's there's you know some interest in Pakistan as well as you can imagine. Do we, speaking of that strategy,
0: do we have that strategy? Do do we know what we're going to do next, or is it
1: still a little bit of an open question? I think different parts of the government have different ideas about what we should do next. Uh, there's probably not uniformity. Um, I, I think one of the, the key questions uh, that we need to answer is what is reasonable for us to really accomplish. Uh, some of the assumptions that I've seen thrown out there in terms of what we had accomplish with regards to changing Pakistan's behavior or even improving governance in Afghanistan in a short time period may be unrealistic. And if that's the case, then that means we have to do, I think, the much harder work of thinking through, A, the risks that we're prepared to accept in the region, if we push harder, and B, how we get over on the complicated politics of the region. We tend to focus a lot on the military aspect. It's really at the end of the day. There's a lot of complicated politics that we need to sort out.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about the complicated politics, because one could see Americans looking at this getting quite frustrated. We've poured billions into the coffers of the Pakistani military. We've Poured God only knows how much into the Afghan government, and we're still at what could best be described as a stalemate. Um, why should Americans have hope that, and that the Pakistanis and the, to a lesser extent, the Afghan government are going to finally play
1: ball? Uh, that's that's an excellent question, and and I think it, it actually goes to right that question that Donald Trump asked, uh, which was. Why are we still there after 17 years? And the short answer is that we're there because of our concerns about terrorists attacking the United States homeland. Now, uh, al-Qaeda has been seriously degraded. Uh, the interna- the uh, Islamic State has uh, is been, you know, targeted mercilessly. Um, so what we're really talking about probably by the end of this year is less uh, going after international terrorists in Afghanistan and more are they going to return. And that's a question of risk, and whether this administration is prepared to accept that risk. So, now, so, oh, so so then, are we in like a, a
0: risk management standpoint where it's really just about keeping keeping uh, internationally targeted terrorists at bay, and understanding that there's pretty much going to be conflict there for the
1: foreseeable future? If you're coming at this from a, a U.S. vital national security interest standpoint, which terrorism has always been top of that list, then yeah, I think um, you know we are moving into into a level of risk management and what it is that we're prepared to do for risk management purposes. Um, but you also asked, and I think it's a good question, is we've poured all this money in, why should we imagine anything's going to change now? And I think it's naive to, to, to believe that, an extra three or four thousand troops is going to turn the tide of the war. Here's what they can do, um, uh, and I believe that they would do, which is they would bring them with them. What are called, uh, you know, enablers, uh, air support, um, intelligence, surveillance, reconnaissance, medevac. Right now, if an Afghan, you know, soldier is wounded near the front, they, they might, they're probably dead. Medevac, mm-hmm. you know, that we that's going to change. Um, and we'd be able to do that across all of Afghanistan, whereas right now we can't do that. We can't support more than, this. you know, the special forces in one, in one area. We could support them all the way throughout Afghanistan. Does that mean that we're going to turn the tide of the war? No. Does it mean that you'll see uh, change in terms of, you know, the battlefield? Yes. But... Really, unless that's pegged to some sort of a political strategy, then we're just playing for time. Mm -hmm. Um, And that political strategy has to get to the question of what are the Pakistanis prepared to accept? What are the Afghans prepared to accept? What are the Taliban prepared to accept? And I would say, above all, for us, the one thing that we can most control, what are we prepared to accept? What do we want our force presence to look like there in the foreseeable future? What are we prepared to accept in terms of what Afghanistan looks like? I, I would just say one note on on the Pakistanis um coming off of my trip. Um, you know, it's 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 becoming more and more clear that um that that there's potential space for the Afghans and the Pakistanis to talk to one another on the issue of the border, which Afghanistan doesn't recognize and Pakistan wants them to. Are the Afghans gonna recognize that anytime soon? No, but are there diplomatic solutions that sort of look at a de facto? border, yeah, you could you could get to there. And then it's a question of trying to um, to deal with Pakistan's concerns about India and Afghanistan. It's either that or trying to change the Pakistanis calculus or at least their behavior. Which is unlikely. We'd have to get really pretty tough with Pakistan to include not just the types of course of measures that I outlined um, in a recent CNAS report, um, you know, which were really designed to get the Pakistanis uh, to play ball in terms of coming to the table on negotiations, but if we really wanted to change their behavior in terms of support for the Taliban and the Haqqanis, then we're talking about, you know, the kind, some of the things that have been mooted are uh, a lot more drone strikes uh, in Pakistan outside of the federally administered tribal areas in places like Baluchistan and elsewhere. The question then becomes fine, you want to target Taliban leadership? What happens when they move to Karachi, their biggest city? What happens when they're moved to Islamabad, their capital? What happens when they're moved to Rawalpindi, where the army is headquartered? What What happens happens... when they move to Abbottabad? (laughs) (laughs) What happens if the the Pakistan military decides that they're going to start shooting down drones or handing over the weapons to militants to enable them to do that? I'm not saying that would happen. I'm not saying that's a reason not for us to get tougher. But we need to think through, given the stakes in the region, what are we prepared to do um, when we're dealing with a country like Pakistan, for whom Afghanistan itself is a vital national interest. One last question, and the one most likely to get you second-guessed
0: in six months. Prognosticate. We've seen that, uh, that... uh, the president more or less turned down uh, McMaster's plan and the general DOD plan to, for Afghanistan. What are we doing now or next? Uh,
1: I, I mean, I think what we're doing now um, on the ground is playing for time. Um, and I think what we're doing in the administration is trying to determine you know, whether we're going to continue playing for time, whether we're going to come home. Uh God help us, we're not gonna just send a bunch of mercenaries and contractors to try to do what the military should be doing. Contractors have an important role to play, but train, advise, and assist in it. Um I-, I think that six months from now we'll have a modest troop increase. Um we will have some sort of agreed upon way ahead my concern is that that way ahead when you really parse it may still be unrealistic in terms of what it could accomplish and i think that will remain the case until we can be honest with ourselves about what it is that we're prepared to accept in terms of a political settlement in afghanistan and until we get more aggressive diplomatically and politically rather than just militarily in terms of trying to achieve that
0: Well, Steve, if uh, the history of Afghanistan and Pakistan has taught us anything, it's that we're going to have more opportunities to discuss this. So thanks a lot. Thank you very much for having me.